Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Imran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Collicott. With new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month, catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. This edition of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast is focusing on toys, and specifically our childhood toys, things that we wanted to own and never did, or toys that we actually got to own uh, in the sort of late 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I will go over, first of all, to Richard Roth, who is a special guest for this uh, Toys episode, a man who grew up in America, so he had um, quite a few probably different franchises and brands to play with. It was England until 91, and then America from 91 onwards. So I Traitor. Traitor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll share all your 80s sort of experiences but once it came to the 90s i'd only i was only over for a month or so in the summer to kind of get my feel on decent music and magazine fair enough so okay from an 80s perspective what was the toy that you hankered after that you irritated your ma and pa about to buy you it was the one that and it, actually, it is the one that got away was Optimus Prime for me. Uh, the, the toy that I always wanted was Optimus Prime. And like when I got older and I got sort of more into the concrete dates of the law and everything like that, I realized that when I started, well, I got into Transformers, uh, must have been around the time the film came out. So obviously, spoiler alert for a, what, 35 year old film at this point optimus prime dies so there was no toy so um my most of my transformer toys are movie and after so i've got like ultramagnus galvatron uh the i forgot the name of them but the gold bug the ones where you pull them back and let them go i've got all the aerial bots that sort of thing but optimus prime wasn't available again until power master optimus prime and i don't know why i never got him i think at that point i must have given up but to be fair, Power Master Optimus Prime sucked. Yeah, he was a bit wank next to the original. Am I allowed to say wank? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a bit wank next to the original. But um, he's he he had it was still kind of cool in its in its own way. I mean, it's not nearly as cool as like the third party Power Master or Godmaster Primes, whatever you want to call them, uh, released nowadays. But the original one is it's one of those things that this is, sounds really embarrassing. But it's one of those things where today, like. The, the color scheme, like those hues of red and blue and like the way he was set, I still kind of get those tinges of nostalgia and things like that. When I like, I see the clips from the old show, it's like, no, no, that's it. And I still get that excitement of, oh, that's, that's Optimus Prime. Like, that's not, this isn't so, a fake, this is it. So, so what was the difference between, I guess, original um, movie Optimus Prime and the, what was it you said? Power, Power, Power Master. Ranger, Power Master? Well, you know, to, to, to put my proper geek hat on, in Japan, he was Godmaster Jinrai, who was a completely separate character. And they, in America or in the West, he was Power Master Optimus Prime. So the main difference is the way he's almost a complete, he looks similar, but he's a, a fundamentally a completely different toy. I mean, for one thing, the original Optimus Prime's mostly, the cab is mostly die cast metal, whereas mm. Power Master is all plastic. 
power master of the trailer can combine with the cab to form in Japan he was called Super Junrai. I don't know what he was called. I don't think they ever did that. No, no, the um the, the, the silver the really cool kind of silver silver second. Oh that was beam. God Bomber who who combined with Super Junrai to form even super yeah, super. exactly. That, super. That, that was a Japanese thing, but yeah, no, um, carry on. No, I was going to say, um, uh, several of my friends had Power Master Optimus Prime, and even at that age, I was like, why? Because when he transformed, basically, the front of the ca- Power Master Optimus Prime, the front of the cab becomes his back. So even at that uh-huh. age, it, he came out in like 89, so it must have been about six. And I was like, why is... Why would you fake the front of the cab? Because when he opens up his arms from the back of the cab, he has a recreation of the classic Optimus Prime kind of the glass breastplate and the that the kind of grill abs, I suppose. And it's like, why would you recreate that when it's on its back? Why wouldn't you just create something new on so, the front? I guess so, a bit more on. like Machine Wars Optimus Prime. That's I mean, Machine Wars Optimus Prime gets a lot of flack. The one thing I'd give it is that. It doesn't try to ape G, the Generation One. No, it's not. It's so, nothing yeah. like. It's nothing yeah. like a G One Prime. Laser Rod opt, or Laser Optimus Prime, I think it's called. He he was I one of. He was the first. The, no, he was the second. I think Optimus Prime to be a American style big rig where the the engine is in front of the cab instead of the Japanese and European style where it's cab over design. Um, even he has like when you transform him into robot mode, he has the the glass chest plate and everything like that, and it's like well. You could have done anything because I've also got Combat Hero Optimus Prime, who I think was the first engine forward design. But but Power Master Prime also had a little engine, so a little robot that that High turned Q. into an engine that you pushed. Yeah, High Q that you and you pushed him at the front of. Yeah, he and weird. you were supposed to do that in order to pull the legs down. But of every single Power Master Optimus Prime I've seen from friends who have managed to keep theirs from childhood, that's been broken. It's almost like every child in the world was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to pull his legs down and break it. <laughs> I feel there's a design flaw in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I think they're kind of maybe overestimated. Because it was, Power Masters were kind of the, came after um, Headmasters and Target Masters, which, I mean, I have to admit, I thought was the, to use another rude phrase, the dog's bollocks when it came out. I remember running around trying to get as many, any because I, I had several target masters and I've only got one headmaster and I was just running around trying to get a headmaster. Like, oh my gosh, his head transformed. And that's why Fortress Maximus is like, his head transformed and his head transformed. It was like, it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Well, look, look, we can, we could spend an entire podcast on Transformers toys, so that's not, <laughs> go too far there but the thing i remember about g1 prime it, it was just ridiculous things like he had little little fists that you had to push into his arms separately that, mm. that popped out you only had to look at them and they used to pop out um well, one thing that my friend used to do um hi nathan if you're listening um he used to keep when optimus prime was in truck mode he used to keep the hands inside the cab like there's these two little spaces. If you fold forward the cab, there's this little space, and you should just keep the hands in there for like safekeeping. And I was—I like, don't know if they were supposed to be there in the original. Um, it wasn't Micronauts, maybe it was, or whatever the pre-transformer version was. Diaclone, yeah, yeah, Diaclone. Um, I don't know if that's where the hands are supposed to go, but they fit so perfectly. I was like, oh, if that's not where they're supposed to go, that's where they should have gone. <laughs> Makes sense. I think you could maybe push them. Oh no, I think you could put. 
the gun on top of roller, couldn't you? That fits on yeah. there. But uh, you could yeah, stick we... roller through the roof of the trailer. <laughs> or not roller, you could stick that little weird I don't know what the hell it was. That the little, little thing. It, yeah. It, it's meant to be inside the, the, the back of the truck is like a medical table and a crane thing that you're supposed to be able to repair other transformers, or that's that's the idea, kind of. But yeah, anyway, we we're digressing. <laughs> um, TJ, what was your ultimate toy that you either owned or never had as a kid? Um, I so yeah, lifelong Star Wars fan, and uh, the Millennium Falcon was the one I got. Um, a speeder, I got an X-wing. I had multiple figures, had um, multiple versions of figures speeder, as well. Do you mean land speeder or snow speeder? No, uh, the uh, sorry, oh no, the land speeder from um, Jedi. The, oh, the sorry, speed not, speed, not uh, speed bikes. Yeah, um, oh, nice. had had two of those, uh, which were quite cool because they had a button on the back that would make them explode as well, which was great the first couple of times until one of the legs flew off and then you never find it again. So. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I had all those stuff, but I never, never got the the Falcon, and that that doesn't still haunt me to this day. No, sadly not, because uh, <laughs> I can only imagine how much. Uh, thinking about it though, I've been because I've recently, well, I say recently, kind of got into. I mean, is anyone ever not into Lego? Um, oh, yeah. But I recently purchased, well, not purchased, got as a present the 1989 uh, Batman Lego, Batmobile. Uh, oh, Lego. God, have you built oh. it? That looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, um, I think I saw it on your Instagram, yeah. Yeah, um, so that was good fun. And I'm kind of eyeing up the Lego Millennium Falcon now. Um, the big one. The like, big what is one. It, 150 is, quid or something like that. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. That might be a bit of a plunge, but um, but yeah, the Falcon was the one that got away from me. Um, just cool looking ship. The toy looked amazing. Loads of little bits and bobs in it that you could mess about with. Um, apparently, there was a, a chair that you could sit in that was attached to the main gun turret as well. Um, <laughs> you could sit and figure it, not yourself. You sure about that? Because I read somewhere that you there was a chair that you could actually sit in. <laughs> Just saying. Sounds like a valuable source, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that would be an inflatable one. <laughs> a credible a source has told out, me. A massive shout out to the struggling Disney Corporation. Everyone, if you are into the Millennium Falcon or Star Wars at all, should go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at, <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but I went to the one in Orlando and it's fucking amazing. Look at you with there a cheap hug. Yeah, because <laughs> Disney, yeah, Disney, Disney could use the, the, use the free advertising. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, that was one that uh, got away. So good. If anyone can find me a 1979 Millenn- uh, original Millennium Falcon in the box that they're willing to gift to me, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. I'll work on it. I do have the best. Uh, Roth, I think, will know this, but. I have the Legacy Falcon, which is absolutely massive. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's probably the biggest one they did from standard toys, toy lines, as in rather than Lego. And yeah, yeah it's got like noises, it all, all plays different sound effects and has 
like a shuttle thing that detaches, but it it's huge. Wow. It's about three foot long or two what? foot long. It, yeah, it, it's insane. Um, I, I I I can't put it anywhere. It just doesn't. It's, it's too a big. physical place. I could put it. I, I could hang well, it but, from the ceiling. I maybe, but I'd have to nail about sideways on the wall. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Well, that's that's, that's a problem a I have getting the Lego one as well because it's because the Falcon is obviously like quite an unwieldy shape, so it doesn't really sit very well on like a bookshelf or anything that's too close to a wall because it's so bloody wide. So I saw so, one okay. person put it in a glass coffee table. So oh, if you've got the money to buy the Millennium Lego Falcon, Millennium Falcon Lego, then you've got, you've got, got the money to buy a coffee table. <laughs> to build a custom glass coffee table. <laughs> I might just I might just get it, build it, and just leave it in the middle of the floor. Just have like some <laughs> some uh, velvet rope like hanging around it, so people don't walk into it. You know, your cat will destroy it. She's actually not too bad, although she did actually get quite close to the Batmobile the other day. That ne- that nearly <sighs> went awry. So yeah. She doesn't go near it anymore, though. But we but do not advocate animal. Her. We do not advocate advocate animal cruelty on this show. Just to, <laughs> just to caveat that, unless it's messing with your Lego, in which case you can do what the fuck you want. But anyway, fair point. Um, so, Mister Imran, what was hmm. the toy that blew your childhood out of the water or made you sad because the kid next door had it? Well. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the theme of the ones that got away, um, and I'll stick with another theme of Transformers. Funny enough, I'm I had a healthy appreciation for Transformers as a kid, but I mean, not you, you guys, for example, are really you know, heavy Transformer <laughs> fans, and that's awesome. But uh, I, 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 yeah, I watched. See, I keep whenever this comes in my mind, I always think I must have my info or dates a bit wrong because I remember, like I imagine everyone here falling head over heels for that Transformers movie. And following that, I was desperate to get Hot Rod. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And that can't be right because that would have, it must have been available following that movie. I could get Rodimus Prime, but I didn't want Rodimus Prime. Um, I wanted That's a, because a no one Rod. wanted Rodimus Prime. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I got Rodimus Prime at a car boot sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. But, <laughs> but I, uh, I would... to be fair, I think Rodimus Prime would have been released during or post movie as part of the movie promotion. Whereas I think Hot Rod, without the the truck bit, kind of probably came out right at the start or fairly Actually, near the start. If I can put my super geek hat on, I have the original um, catalogue that came with, uh, you know, the single-page catalogues that came with some of the Transformers of the era, and Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime were released at the same time. This is oh. non-Target Master Hot Rod, who was later released afterwards, but uh, the standard Hot Rod, although there were two different Hot Rods, one with metal and one with plastic toes. Anyway. Okay, sorry. At this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm going to have to insist that you two Transformer nerds stick to the main, like names for characters. <laughs> None of this Super Galacton, Extra <laughs> Scarlet Fever nonsense version. And in one small village in Tokyo, they released a very <laughs> yeah. exclusive <laughs> version. <laughs> yeah, the Gil- Gilgamesh like level three edition. I, like, no, just no, just stop it. Right. We want Hot Rod, Optimus Prime, <coughs> um, 
anyone else. Just their names. We don't need the different <laughs> five million different versions. I'm getting confused now. Shoe right. size was. <laughs> <laughs> but was if, if it makes you if it makes you feel better, when I um when I was really into Transformers as a kid, the local toy shop. In fact, there's a couple of toy shops in Kent, and they were both pretty crap. Like. I remember uh, there was like Starscream, Thundercracker, some of the Dinobots, some of the Minibots. But finding the the Transformer you wanted at the time you wanted it was impossible. Mm-hmm. Like I think even it was my, my parents, bless them, love them to bits, but they always sort of did this thing where I would get really into um, a series or franchise of toys related to a cartoon or Star Wars, or whatever. I'd get really into it. I'd really want something. And at the point, I was really, like, mad about it. There, it was not, you know, I'd never get it. And then at the point I was, I'd was, i moved on to something else, they would buy me it. And I remember, <laughs> it was really funny. It happened, it happened with Star Wars. It happened with... I remember one Christmas, I wasn't really into Star Wars anymore, and they bought me the... Uh, think they bought me the rebel transport and the tie fighter which were awesome but i was like oh uh okay and same with transformers i got bought optimus prime and metroplex which is the big white kind of transforming kind of city one right when i wasn't really into into those toys anymore i think i'd moved on but i kind of then went back into them and was like no i found my love again but yeah it was really weird but i i do remember um there were a lot of Transformers. Like Megatron was really hard to find. Shockwave was really hard to find. Even Soundwave was really hard to find. Even oh, though... I ever went to the, sh- to the shop looking for a specific one. It was normally like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd done well at school or something like that. And mum was like, okay, we, we can get a Toys R Us. And it was basically, it wasn't like now where you could go on a multitude of different websites to look for the specific one you wanted. It was like you were saying, what they had is what you had the option of getting. So, so I wound up with Grimlock, luckily, because the coolest of the Dinobots. But basically, I could have wound up with any of the Dinobots. I could have wound up with, what, Sludge or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Iman, is that, is, that, is, that the, is that it? Just that one? Uh, what, what, should I tell you something I liked or something else I really wanted and didn't get? Uh, whatever you feel like. Whatever makes I, you most. I never got... I never. I really wanted Rhino. Oh, yeah, I really wanted Rhino, and I never. I don't know why. When I think of kids, uh, my era of childhood, growing up, and toys and stuff like that, those are the two toys. I think of the two I didn't get, as opposed to the stuff I actually did. Um, one, of the, one of the cool things about the little village where I grew up in the eighties is, um, for, it, we didn't plan this; it just worked out this way. But sort of all of my friends and I, we all kind of had a franchise that we kind of clung to. So it's like I had an. I mean, not compared to collective nowadays, but I had quite a few Transformers. Another friend of mine had virtually all the Masters of the Universe figures, and one of my friends had nearly all the kind of first and second series mask toys, and he had Rhino, and it was like, that was one of those ones where, yeah, it's, Rhino has that big toy feel. It has that, this is a big deal kind of yeah, yeah, feel yeah, yeah. about it when you when you just kind of when you just see it there when you play because there's so much to it because you've got that grill that flies forward the back comes off and becomes a separate thing you open it up it's got a rocket launcher inside and then of course you've got the little mask figures with their masks that nearly always got lost but it was just that was a cool, <laughs> like christmas birthday present toy yeah i didn't even know anyone that had one to be honest so i never even got up close to one 
I knew one kid. You sure they existed? I think. <laughs> yeah, you only saw it in the pages of an Argos catalogue and you were like, <laughs> oh, oh, going through the Argos catalogue. Dude. Was the toy well, well, section and the computer section. And you just sit yeah. there like, idolising everything you saw. The worst thing was is that I um, I grew up in Balham, in Tutenbeck, so right next to Balham. And I was literally two minutes from the Argos uh, on Balham High Road. And um, every like season or whenever, however often they used to do it, they used to like drop the catalogue in the door, and it was oh man, <laughs> so I'd like <laughs> so many toys. It was it was ridiculous, man. So many toys. That I was just like, oh, on that, on that, on that, on that. Oh, so would painful, anyone man. else? I really shouldn't say this, but would anyone else at all be captivated by the duvets? <laughs> I wasn't just there, me. but someone has since Sorry, what? uploaded an old Argos catalogue from I think like eighty four or eighty five, and they have my old like Tom for Tank Engine duvet and <laughs> <laughs> this old kind of Postman Pat duvet and all this kind. And I was like, these look strangely familiar. And... <laughs> I, I had a Transformers duvet, um, and my my dad's house. I didn't live with my dad, but when I went over to his house, some reason the people because they moved into this house and the one of the rooms had like original Star Wars trilogy wallpaper so probably the first <laughs> wow Star Wars film Gosh. when it came out and it, it was just I loved it um I don't think I ever wanted a duvet cover I just remember like vividly uh, we oh, would wow. look just like we would with toys we would look through the duvets and go oh my gosh look at that it's Spider-Man oh that's such a cool one and stuff like that I like, a, like Hero I... Turtles duvet yes nice I can't remember getting that excited about that if I'm honest <laughs> I, I never had um, anything from Thundercats or Masters of the Universe um or He-Man, and I, I, sorry, same thing, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I always wanted, like, Castle Greyskull, or the uh, Thundercats Layer, or um, even um, the the Firehouse set from Real Ghostbusters, which I know Mr. Roth owned then and owns now, I believe. And in Lego form as well. And in Lego form. Um Obviously. But I had, I remember friend, certain friends, and there was one kid on the street, two, two, two doors down, that had a lot of this stuff. So I kind of lived vicariously through them. But <laughs> did you have the figures at all, or, or so was it just the play sets that you wanted, or, or was it I just? Think I, I, I never really collected any of them. I think I had a couple. Like I had, I had a few mask cars and figures. But none, mm. none, none of the, you know, nothing like Ryan yeah, or Cole. I had He Man. Skeletor, Man at Arms, and Battle Cat, I think. I had Power Punch, E Man, King Randor, and Bad Guy Lizard Man thing. I'm sorry, wait, what? Power Punch, E Man? Yeah, he was He Man, but he was wearing like orange. Remember those caps? That you sometimes you used to get them in old toy pistols. I had that! I had that! Pull it back and you let it go, and he punches like his fist. You can't even put a sword or anything in it, it's just a closed fist. And it makes a popping sound when snap back. <laughs> I, I had that, yeah. Well, yeah. but King Randall's, like, I think King Randall was the first one I got. It must have been, in, I think I got that, it must have been 86. His legs, the, the rubber or the elastic holding his legs together is now gone. So he's leaning up against the corner of the Philly bookcase. So I, d- I don't know, I don't know if this is something you were going to broach, Dan. Hmm. I was going to pose a question. What 
is everyone's most treasured toy that they owned? Uh, what's that was the, one the initial that... question. <laughs> no, 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 no. The stuff we didn't have. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but my, my bad. Uh, so much I was listening. Sorry. Um, but yeah. That, okay. Throw that one out there then. What what was what's the toy that you had that you played with the most and like couldn't put down? Hmm. Imran. No, Dan. Actually, start with Dan. Oh. Dan, Dan, the toy uh, man. I, I probably, <laughs> I probably liked of the Star Wars I had. I probably liked some of the 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 bigger. Like I had the Ewok Village, so I used mm. to love setting up. You know, trying to recreate the scenes from Return of the Jedi. Um, and I had an at as well. So I think I, I probably just, I just treasured the Star Wars I had because I would spend so much time setting up all the figures and, and craft uh, and recreating the scenes. Just my bedroom floor was always covered in scenes that I'd set up. Um, <laughs> what about yourself, TJ? Um, it's funny, actually, um, you mentioned about setting up scenes of stalls. I remember I used to have, so with the speeder bikes that I had uh, from Jedi, I used to like set well, the, get our dining chairs and like um, have, do like chase sequences in between the dining room chairs. Like it was in the Ewok forest, <laughs> pretending oh. the, chair, the, the chair legs were trees. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was a lonely child. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> favorite favoritest ever toy um hmm i had um a massive it probably wasn't that big actually but in my head it's it was massive like a f14 uh top gun fighter uh what actually uh no it wasn't actually so you could you could fit like figure like star wars size figures in it um and i I guess they had like a bunch of top because it was actually branded top gun Oh wow! Um, but it was yeah, so, which is weird. But um, yeah, it was like a massive like the, the plane he has in the film. So like the wings went in and out and stuff, and then it had like an ejector seat thing that popped the canopy, and then the pilot would come out, and then they had a parachute, and it would uh, do the whole the whole nine yards. And yeah, that was, and it had like missiles on it that you could fire and that as well. But I just remember it being massive, and I remember playing with it for ages and ages and ages. Um, even though I probably hadn't seen the film, I'm not quite sure what was going on there. But um, yeah, that pretty sweet. Roth, what was your favourite? And no Transformers. <laughs> um, probably the Ghostbusters. Um, probably the Firehouse. But again, the figures, in, the individual figures. Were... Actually, thinking about it now, looking back, um, as far as the se- I don't know about an individual toy, but. The, here, at the time over here, it was the Hero Turtles. Obviously, now it's branded Ninja, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles everywhere. But over here at the time, it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. I was needy. I, 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 I was everything Hero Turtles at the time. So I think as far as a franchise, it was definitely that. So I think... Did you have the blimp? I had the second blimp. Oh. I didn't have the original green, like mostly green camos kind of style blimp i had the second one which was like bright yellow and green and i had the cheapskate i had the 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 villain style sewer surfer i don't even know what it's called but yeah i i had them and recently um i noticed they reissued the classic original four 
Ninja Turtles with the orange weapons and all that. So I, I picked that up when I was out a little while ago. But yeah, I think that was probably the one that it's difficult to say because like looking back, like what I played on the most, but that the the Hero Turtles toys were definitely the thing that I had that I coveted the most at the time, I think. Nice. Iman, what about yourself? Well, as a fellow uh, Ninja Turtle fan, I had a pretty decent stash, no blimp, or I don't think there was anything uh, like base or vehicle that we had. It was just sort of the individual uh, figures. And I remember, funny enough, the first time we went to Florida, um, I, I don't know how old. I honestly don't know how old we were, probably 12 or something like that. And they had, I remember going to like this giant Toys R Us and just seeing a whole range of Ninja Turtle toys that were not making its way over to the UK. Just incredible. It was just almost every turtle in every uh, uh, leisurely or domestic use. And just, it's like Chef Donatello. Or I ended up buying a skateboard version of Michelangelo and a surfer uh, a version of Michelangelo in a wetsuit, which is weird. Like I had all these different versions of shredders and everything. And um, I remember just being just smitten just in this aisle, just thinking, Jesus, this, this stuff, you know, I've never seen, didn't even know this existed. So we, uh, and what's really cool is I, I just, I happened to have hung on to them. I just had them in like my mom's uh, basement and my daughter uh, in her attic, I should say. And uh, my daughter has liked Ninja Turtles longer than anything else that she's ever liked. Uh, we have DVDs of like the old, uh, as early 90s cartoons that they, they used to have. And when we found this stash of toys, she was over the moon. She still plays with them, uh, which she's had done for, for years. So it's kind of cool to be able to almost pass that down and for her to just totally have embraced it for years. When you say she's cool. embraced it, has she embraced yeah. it or has it been, you will play with this? Do you know what everyone get, says? Or you won't get any dinner? What everyone <laughs> says, <laughs> play, smile, smile. <laughs> play, la, 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 boom, boom. <laughs> I hate Don't you, Dad. It's, it's welling up. <laughs> Don't read that book, you know. On <laughs> and What's that phone. algebra? Put that away. Uh, no, no food and tea everyone. for at least two hours. <laughs> everyone assumed that i forced her into liking ninja turtles which, uh-huh. which is it is not true at oh, all okay. i try i forced her into wrestling but i didn't force her into, <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't force her into ninja Wait, turtles, watching but... wrestling or actually wrestling because that's yeah that's a complaint. watching watching stop uh, suplexing your daughter it's not good at day. <laughs> she, uh, she's like what's the main roster forget that this is nxt yeah. let's watch that watch yeah. that <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, so it was awesome to be able to for her to have fallen in love with it completely by herself. And then later on, we found the toys and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that's a likely story, but I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, let's just finish up on listing our top 10 toys. Well, this is not just our top 10. We've got some um, contributors, friends and listeners to the podcast to basically give us their top three uh, toys. And then I took those and created a top 10 out of it. So I'll I'll be quick um, because we're probably running out of time now. But number 10 on the list was not one we we talked about, and that's the Thunder Tank 
from Thundercats, which cost £14 in 1985. And I think costs probably about 100 to £200 now. Um, number nine on the list was uh, the Real Ghostbusters Ecto-1, which cost £16 in 1984. Ross, do you own this now? Yes, and again in Lego format. <laughs> Standard. The, the I, weird thing about Ecto-1, though, is it had the claw thing, so you could put each of the four Ghostbusters came with a little tiny... I'm about sort of one to two inch, um, one, one to one and a half inch tall ghost. And I think Ecto-1 came with one as well. And you're supposed to put it in the claw. And then what you do is you move the exhaust pipe over and then it, it pulls the, the grappling hook in. So you pull it out and you, you move the exhaust over and it pulls it in. And the thing is, it made such an awful sound and it was pulling in. I hardly ever did it because it sounded like you were breaking the toy. And I was always so paranoid about that. And I was like, I'm not. I think I did it. I've done it less than a handful of times. The entire... 35 years or 30 years I've owned it, however long I've owned it. And it's just like, I would be terrified to do it now because I'm going to break it. It just doesn't sound right when you're just pulling that claw back. Wow. Okay. So can I just call out these really odd prices for these toys? Thundercats tanks, 14 pounds. Yeah. Uh, £16. Like, 15 pounds or 10, but like, come on. (laughs) This is is straight from the Argos catalogue. From oh, a source okay. that you, you provided. My yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You need to give a shout out to, oh, I don't know what that, the link to that website is, but there's an awesome website online that has, if anyone's interested, uh, that has PDFs of like scans of the original 80s. I think it goes back to like the late 70s, maybe. I think it does. Um, I'll, yeah. And then, I'll and then put through all of this in a article on the site, and I'll include a yeah. link to that. Yeah, um, but it's awesome though. Good for nostalgia. It is awesome. So, so number eight is the Ewok Village, uh, which is something I did own. That was thirty-two pounds, released in nineteen eighty-three. Number seven on the list was Catalea from Thundercats, and I was actually uh, I, I, I had trouble finding a price for that. I think it was about thirty to forty pounds. Nineteen eighty-six release, uh, Real Ghostbusters Firehouse set was number six. That was 1986, and that was about £40. Um, Rhino, which Imran selected as a toy he wanted, that was 1985, cost about £30. Um, number four, we kind of scale electrics. I mean, I put Knight Rider Pursuit Mode, but it could be any scale electrics. Um, in 1986. But it was really weird. When I, when I was kind of researching scale electrics, I found that it was actually like, Brands like Tyco that actually did all the cool uh, franchises, like you know, you could get you, Tyco did Transformers and Thundercats and Eighteen. Ah, okay. Yeah, Electric didn't didn't do many of interest. Um, okay. Anyway, number three was Optimus Prime, which was Roth's choice, and that's nineteen eighty four, and only cost fourteen of your Earth pounds. Uh, Millennium Falcon was number two, nineteen. <laughs> it's okay. I'm alright. Okay. Only thirty-two pounds. It's quite. You can get hold of it. It's not. It, it's. It's not rare. It's just probably hard to get in good condition with everything that came with it. But it's too, it's too late now. The the hurt runs too deep. <laughs> and number one on the list of eighties and nineties boys action toys that everyone <laughs> was the Castle Grayskull playset, which hey. was three and cost about thirty-five pounds. Um, yeah. So there you have it. I mean, 
I'll put I've got a list of about 40 toys um, and I will put those in the articles on the website so people can see everything as well as information about what these toys did. Featured. Did Teddy Ruxpin get on that list? Yeah. That was Richard Kono, I believe. I'm going to slap that boy if I ever meet him. There's one toy that's not on there. One toy that's not on there that uh, probably doesn't really count because it's timeless was Lego, which is the toy that I maybe have put over the years the most amount of time into. But seeing as how it's been the same since the mid-60s, I don't think it really counts for exclusive. Oh, yeah, because Dan, Dan, Dan wouldn't allow it because, as I think you mentioned, there's just like... Too much. So much of it. It's yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's and like it's not omnipres- it's just the omnipresent toy that just spans <laughs> yeah. generations and like constantly um, evolving. Yeah, yeah. It's just across brands and cultures and civilizations, and it's. There's, <laughs> there, I swear, there's more Lego on this planet than there is air. It's there, no, they've said that there's seven Lego bricks for every man, woman, and child alive. Holy shit! Wow. Do you know? And I <laughs> yeah, and Richard has about twenty percent of that. <laughs> Crap trivia for you. You know they nearly went out of um, they nearly went out yeah. of business. It was only when they started buying the licenses, and one of the first was Star Wars. Yeah. I remember that. I didn't know they were nearly going out of business. There. Yeah, yeah, they were really close to to going going bust, tipping over. And then it, it was only because they they bought so many licenses and made so much money off the back of that, that they, they've survived and thrived. I remember using like the old classic space Lego as like stand-in Star Destroyers and things like that. Kind <laughs> of, to make do with what you could scrounge together. And then, lo and behold, once I was too old for to play with Lego like a child, uh, it's like, hey, here's the official Lego Millennium Falcon. Hold up, hold up. Did you mean when you were too young to play with Lego as a child? No, when I was You're too suggesting old, that you don't still play with it? It just stands there and looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I like I've, got, I've got the 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 Ghosts of Firehouse pride of place in the living room, so that's here nice. for anyone to come in and kind of have a look over. It's basically a glorified doll's house, to be perfect, especially the way it opens. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like the way you said you can come and look over, look at it, but you can't touch it or play. Oh yeah, it. no, 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 no. Let's let's not be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, on that bombshell, I think we're just about done for the 80s and 90s Boys Action Toy edition of the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in and is listening and hope you're keeping well. And thank you to my co-hosts, Imran Mirza, Richard Roth and TJ Sutherland. Documents and journals, nocturnally important Internal organs and verbally aborting Epidermal assortments, esoteric torments Your performance, more reinforcements are necessary Vocabulary slaps your capillaries Adversaries are buried and made imaginary In my stadium, homo sapien brains I'm draining them through their cranium My style subterranean, like stalagmites Or titanium, I brought the spartium 90, stomping them with osmium My rhyme be like a druid Now your body skew it, across your fucking birthplace Like amniotic fluid I wreck the mic like electrolytes, extend like dendrites, do transduction, you run it construction like websites. Use-
should be alert when I grip the cordless Or wind up paying mortgage on your cryogenic storage A variation, migration, genetic drift, double helix recombination. I be untwisting through Baba nucleic acids. Tony incubated babies to five sipping synapses. Basic pressure units, atmospheres, and merely force like contradicted boyers roll. Two avogados roll, immense photonic electrodes into dead solutions of metal ions that become oxidizer and slide back on Alpha 9. With those pesky petrol rabbits, our feeding of energon of nitric acid, plastic planet inserts of empirical formulas received by satellite probes. Circulating these space nebulas of all the second glitch style blowing derivative. I'll be creating space bridges with apexes beyond the galaxy's constructicons. Form devastator, the most powerful robot. MCs will break capacities of dinobots in assimilation. Jet back to Iacron, the reflector snapping shorts, blasting like the almost megatron or galvatron. I eject laser beam to seek out the difficult matrix form, parabolic to oblique while beyond her. This could be reversing polarity to see your shit over play like mental physical vocabulary. Strain your mainframe with no races left contained. Gladys work with vines, my focus realigned, resulting in catapulting, and these revolting, even insulting my mic monarchy, in chronology, they get lobotomy, sonically, ecstatically, ripping them with hematology, curriculum, killing men and spitting sonics at the requiem, lymph nodes, I'm swelling them like mononucleosis, my poems coroning bones like osteoporosis, my orchestration causes transmutation in the earth's rotation, now adjacent nations mirror my vocabulation like a tessellation, with no procrastination, bash your facing, injecting leukemia through your skeleton, you peons, I rip for eons Beyond your grasping, my blades are hacking through your skull Pull them out, measure calcium graphics Collapsing consortiums like accordions Euphoriously speaking and chant Like your Gregorian monks, valedictorian Selling vocal cords in my anatomy Emporium, my heart and brain, I'm soaring them Orpheum, sub-zero refrigeration And I'm waiting for two millenniums I emerge from hibernation, take your offspring Resection vitals and replace them Make them my reincarnations, hunt for your relations And your bloodline, ovary crushing castrations, my elocution's Execute the future generations. Yeah, man. 